Hey, I know I said I was going to do a podcast every Monday, but the way my life is set up, I forgot that Monday was a holiday. And then today I was sitting here and said, I forgot I'm supposed to be doing podcasts on Monday. And I found some free time today, this Wednesday. So I decided to do it today, this Wednesday. So maybe I shouldn't be doing my podcast on Monday. I should just say weekly podcast and then surprise, here you are. I have this podcast for you. (laughs) It's not that I'm just so busy. It's just I'm just maybe I'm not organized. My life isn't organized enough yet. And I'm saying yeah because I'm cleaning up and fixing every every area of my life. It's a process, so be patient with me. Tonight, I am talking about parenting an ADHD child, something that's so near and dear to my heart. Uh, ADHD kind of surprised me, and uh, I, I don't lose. That's just the thing. I don't lose. So um, here it is. My daughter was, my daughter, my precious newborn baby, who will be 12 years old this year, she has ADHD. Um, I noticed when she was about maybe two years old, I noticed at two years old that she wasn't like the typical two-year-old. I know two-year-olds are, you know, the terrible two-stage. She would, she would, you know, two-year-olds will kind of jump off of chairs she was the type that would possibly jump off the roof or, or or maybe even jump out of a window. I had to keep a keep my hands on her at all times. You know, sometimes my girlfriends and I would get together. The kids would be in the room. I could never leave her for more than three minutes. Although we were sitting being grown ladies in the room talking and possibly having a drink of wine, I had to get up every few minutes to go check on, on her. That's when I first realized something may not be right. She's a little too hyper. She had just she her anxiety was so strong. It's at two at two years old. She still deals with a bit of anxiety now, but her anxiety was just like she had it really bad. She was a very finicky eater. She was very impulsive and she didn't have self control. This is two years old now. She went to a daycare and I would talk to the daycare director and also the teacher. Like, do you think something could be wrong? Well, it wasn't a school. It was it was a daycare, a really good daycare, too. But I dressed her so cute, and I kept her so clean, and she always smelled good. And she was the cutest little well-dressed little girl that was totally out of control. They didn't want to hurt my feelings. They knew that was my precious little bitty baby. So they just said, she's hyper, but she'll grow out of it. And that pacified me for that day. And I would get home and have to deal with her. And, uh, like, no. Nah. And, again, I was right back at it. Something just may not be right. But, you know, I, I, I didn't know mama and grandma and them, and not just my mama and grandma and them, y'all's too, they would never agree with ADHD. The ADHD is is not real, according to the older grandmas and, and aunties and mamas. ADHD is not real. That child just need a whooping. And I'm sorry to te- I'm sorry to be the disobedient one, grandma and auntie, to let y'all know that ADHD is real and whoopings don't cure ADHD. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it. I said it. ADHD is real, and that child does not need a whooping or punishment. Yeah, I said it. Tell your grandma name. I said it. <laughs> no, really, I went to every 
every uh, seminar class that they had in my city. I watched every webinar that I ever come across. I rented every book from my local library. I ordered every book off of Amazon. I bought them off of Amazon. Um, sometimes it would be just be me, some therapists, and maybe uh, some college students or in, in those seminars, but I was there right with them because I needed to know what was going on. I, I had to do research to figure out what was this baby dealing with. Okay, we get to kindergarten, and um, she's in kindergarten. She's still the same hyper little girl. When I say now she's five, so she's way more hyper. She would just blurt out things. She didn't have any filter, not one bit of filter. I would always be nervous when we walked, like, in somebody's house. or I was just always nervous because she would say she didn't really have self-control. She was very impulsive, and she was my sweet little baby, you know. So that's why I was always working to figure out what was what was going on. So at night when when my husband was sleeping and and she was asleep whenever she finally went to sleep because she was up a lot, I was up researching and trying to figure out and I gotta I gotta cure this baby you know because you care just like people care about their cars and I know that's not a good comparison but I'm saying you you take care of it. you 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 take your car to the car wash you get the oil change you do a tune up on it that's exactly what I was doing with my little girl I was I, I had to make sure that everything was right and a lot of times I see people just saying he's bad or she's bad and that's definitely not the case all the time are there kids that are disobedient and i'm gonna go ahead and say bad for the sake of the sake of the podcast bad yes they are bad but not every child the reason uncle and auntie i'm sure you got an uncle and auntie that's probably in jail have been in jail is because mom and them always said he was bad when he was little, he was bad in school. He didn't have self-control. He was impulsive. He didn't follow rules. He couldn't follow directions. The teacher said, I'm going to call your mama. Your uncle or your auntie got home. Mama slapped him upside his head and said, quit acting like a fool at school and sent him on to the store. It was never fostered. It was never taken care of. It was never handled. And he possibly had ADHD, ADD, schizophrenic, something. And people just, they just push it to the side. Mental illness is real. And it doesn't have to be a severe, it don't have to be like a, just you walking around slobbing and that's the only mental illness. Mental illness is not just when you're in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair. And us, our race don't, I mean, if you, ain't have, if you don't have diabetes and you're in a, or you ain't in a wheelchair, we don't think it's real. We don't think there's a, a sickness or an illness or something that needs to be taken care of. I'm just saying. That's the truth. The reason Uncle or Auntie was breaking in people's stuff, businesses, taking taking stuff, snatching people's purses, fighting all the time, is because nobody ever handled the problem that they had, the mental illness that they had. And now that same auntie and uncle who was always bad in school, never followed directions of grandma, never did anything that mama and grandma and grandpa and them told them to do, they are now 50 and 60 years old and just walking the streets because grandma and them about gone or can probably not take care of themselves and don't want to be bothered. And they walk in the streets and they on drugs. And those are the people we ride past every day. If somebody would have just fostered or took care of of the issue that they had as a child, I'm thinking this may not be the truth. But I just seem to think maybe, just maybe they wouldn't be in the position that they're in today. But nobody ever did. And so that's how they just started hanging around the streets, got on drugs, and then drugs just took them to another level 
with the mental illness, I just I just don't like it. And so I know that yes, I was my when I when I finally got the the real diagnosis that my my child had ADHD, I cried, I cried, I cried, and I feel like I would probably have to take care of her for the rest of my life because that's just when you're not really educated, you think that or at least I did. I would probably have to take care of her the rest of my life and me and my husband was never going to just be husband and wife without walking around holding my holding our daughter's hand. It's like I thought I thought crazy stuff like that. Go ahead laugh at me and call me crazy, but I'm saying, you know how you see people, older couples and they got their 34-year-old daughter walking around with them too and she got her big soda and a big popcorn when they go to the movies and she's really not she's really not you know, capable of living on her own and having her own life. Well, once I got the diagnosis, those, those are things that I thought was going to happen. And, and that's not the case at all. And I'm not, I'm not laughing at people that deal with that. I mean, that's real. They love their, their children. But I'm sure at some point, I'm just going to be real, they get tired of it. That's just real. You get tired of everything. I'm sure they get tired of that. Anywho. So, uh, she was in, my daughter was in kindergarten, and uh, the teacher said to me, she asked me, Mom, have you ever had her tested for ADHD? Now, I told y'all when she was two, I figured, like, something might not be right. But it was just something about the teacher coming to me saying it. You know I didn't like her anymore for the rest of the year. <laughs> I talked to one of my girlfriends, who's now my girlfriend, but she was she was a teacher at the school as well, and she worked with my daughter. And I said, do you think she could possibly have it, ADHD? And she was like, you know, I think so. She said she thought so. I thought so myself. I go to the doctor. I speak with the doctor about it, um, her primary care physician, because we had already been to, I had already taken her when she was like three years old to get screening for autism because I'm thinking, well, maybe she has autism because she was a real finicky eater. She didn't mind playing, being alone, playing her, you know, playing on her own. She was very hyper. She had anxiety. And reading all the stuff that I read, I thought, well, maybe Maybe it's autism. Okay, anyway, fast forward. So the in kindergarten, the teacher said that to me. I took her to the doctor. The doctor said, let's wait, you know, have them monitor her in school. And then she gave me some papers for them to fill out. And true enough, they said, yes, yeah, she has she has ADHD. It was like the, it was just like horrible when I found out. And I'm telling you, I already knew. But getting the real diagnosis made me kind of lose it so after I lost it I gained myself got myself back together and I started working it I started working it because if this is what she has we got to work it because it's not a, it's not a death sentence it's just something that we have to handle so I um I put her in therapy like play therapy just so she can learn the proper way to play without getting in people getting in people's uh personal space or being annoying because sometimes you don't realize it but when you have that but you can be AD, you can be annoying when you have ADHD because you're overbearing like you don't you're impulsive so impulsive will make other kids and people like I know some adults right now they are overbearing they're impulsive they are always in your personal space and they mean well they they could be the sweetest people but hey listen scoot over ma'am sir um so anyway, I, I got her in these different classes, in these different classes, classes, classes. I kept going to sessions, seminar, webinar, books. I read everything. I'm like a self-proclaimed non-degree having specialist, ADHD specialist, kind of like with a PhD without the PhD. 
And sometimes you don't have to have a degree. I have the experience. I I probably study just as much as a no no shade or no not to put you down psychologist or therapist but when it's something you're passionate about and, and your babies you're gonna figure it out that's why i don't understand how so many adults are walking around with kids who clearly have adhd just because you don't want the label you rather the word bad attached to your child than adhd i don't agree i don't like it i want to help us i want to help us because it's mainly us who don't want it and nobody wants it. Nobody wants the, the label or the tag or to even have it. But it's our race. I don't, I, I don't know what it is, but we need to change it. Um, it's so many successful people with ADHD. Just my daughter, I'm, I mean, she's been, on, she's been on honor roll. She's able to focus. And she's able to focus because we did decide to go ahead with the medication. It was something. It was a very hard decision for me. Again, I cried and I cried. I was up for weeks and weeks researching at night on Google and WebMD and every any site you could go to I did to get the reviews on it. And a lot of times I would read stuff that had me so terrified thinking the girl was going to be walking around like a zombie if she could even walk again. You uh, Google had me thinking this girl wouldn't be able to walk. She was going to be slobbing. I would have to pick her up to put her clothes on. She was going to hallucinate. She was going to talk to herself all day, every day. She'd never be able to interact with people just from Google. But one thing I did is I went, of course, to the doctors, but I also went to God. That's that's how I got a closer relationship with God is because only God could help me. I mean, yeah, I could cry to you every day and my friends and everybody. And at the end of the day, they would have their opinion. But I really got a real relationship with God because I'm, I'm sure I got on God's nerve because I talked to him every night and day about it. And I was like, and I even said, why? Like, God, why I can't handle this and this baby and this is an innocent baby. I mean, I, you would have thought it was like a death sentence. I, I got on God's nerve so much, but I didn't realize that God chose me for this. Like, it, it's pushing me out there to help others. I mean, it, it ain't even nothing about me and my child, because guess what? She's okay. Actually, she is bomb. She's doing so well in life. She's doing so well in school. She's building friendships. I mean, so this is an example of taking care of a problem, and I know that people don't don't like it. A lot of people in our race, we kind of shun it. We think you're like a crazy, crazy person or, or all this, but that's not the case. I mean, my girl is doing really good, and I'm able to help I'm able to help people. I, I'm able to help anybody. Like so, if anybody has any questions, you could email me at kennycouture.kennycouturestyle.com. dot com. I'm sorry, kennycouturestyle at gmail dot com. I'm gonna do a um, like whenever I talk about it on social media, people will never really comment under the post, you know, because they're ashamed. And I'm being transparent about my life, my story, my my daughter, because I want to help people. But I'm telling you, you wouldn't believe how many inbox messages I get. Like, will you help me? Do you know, you know, I get inbox messages about that, about helping them. So I decided I'm going to do like a little session, a Q&A session at my Kenny Couture suite to, you know, just to help people. Because we gotta, we gotta fix this. I think if we fix the problem now, later in life, the kids will be great. They are our future, so we need to address it, foster it, handle it, and keep moving. The longer you wait, the to me, the worse that it could get. Because if you wait until your child is in like 
third grade or seventh grade, all that time this child has not been able to focus and got on the teacher nerve. They get on your nerve, so you know they didn't get on the teacher nerve. You you let these kids go all this time just because of your pride and because you don't want to do medicine. Hey, you don't have to do medicine, but get the therapy, get get some kind of help. And I'm not saying medication. Medication may not be for everybody. I know mom and them going to talk about you bad if you if you use medication and auntie and them. But guess what? Mom and auntie and them take diabetes medicine, diabetes medicine, and they um they still eat pork, sugar, fried foods. They're not supposed to. So they'll do that and take the medicine. Guess why? Because they want to they want to be able to to live. And I don't understand why people are so against taking the medicine because if you need it, you need it to live and focus, to live a productive life or either go to therapy, try therapy. Some, you know, people try so many different things and I'm just not totally against medicine. I think um, for me, it was like I went by an old myth and it, I don't know anything about Ritalin, so I can't say it's a myth, but. I know I, anytime I thought about ADHD, I thought about Ritalin, and I only heard bad things about Ritalin. When I was a kid, people used to say, like, he, he, he needs his Ritalin, and it just had a bad name. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a great, you know, a great medicine, but we just, had, we just heard bad things about it. Um, I mean, it's so much modern medicine out there. My, girl, my daughter doesn't have any of the side effects that I read on there. The effects that it has had on her have been great. I mean, what the, the medication that she takes, she doesn't take Ritalin, though. But the medication that she takes, she's focused. She's able to complete tasks the first time, follow directions the first time. I mean, she's still a typical kid. She is. I don't think anything will change that. Her her uh personality has not been altered she does she's she doesn't slob i mean she's walked she's still sassy she's still smart mouth she is the same person but she's able to focus so um that's my little rant on adhd and if i can help anybody if anybody need help want to ask me any questions want me to go into more details i promise you i will because this is something that that i was never expecting in life i never thought i have to become this self-proclaimed ADHD specialist without the degree, but with all the experience. <laughs> I never thought that I would do that. That was not in my plans, but that's what happened. That, I mean, that happened, and I'm, I'm good with it. I know I got the information, and I don't mind helping somebody to help another child. I love the kids. I'm all about the youth and seeing them be great. So if you need any um, help from me, or if you need me to point you in the direction, any direction, the right direction, I will. Um, I know a great social skills class. My daughter had a hard time being, like, socially. She was socially awkward. She was so terrified of walking into a room and talking to people, even if she knew them. She was terrified. And she said to me one time, I feel like I'm invisible when I walk in the crowd or nobody's listening to me. And for me, it comes natural I can talk to anybody about anything, but she can't, and that's a part of you know social social skills. She has a she had an issue socially, but with the proper training, now she's able to walk in a room and talk to anybody about just about anything because I put her in the, in those classes, and that's what I want to help other people do. It your your child's issue may not be socially, but it it may be something else. And I, when I say I have the resources and I know the right people to point you to, I do. 
So let me know. That's my thing. I love God. God helped me. God, I prayed and, and God just sent me to all these different people. He opened up doors for me to help my daughter. My girl is doing so well and I want to help somebody else. I want to help somebody else's child do well. So that's it. Let's talk with Kenny Couture. I, I'm only talking about things that I'm passionate about, things that I love, things that I know about. I won't be talking to you about cooking because guess what? I'm not the best cook. I mean, I cook well. We eat over there. You see, I'm fat. We eat good in my house, but I'm not a specialist in the kitchen. I'm just average. So I can't talk about that. But I can talk about being a wife. I can talk about being a mom. I can talk about being a struggling entrepreneur. <laughs> I can't. And I can actually talk about faith. I can. I can talk about faith in God. I'm not some pastor or some preacher, and I don't know all the books of the Bible by heart, and I don't know all the scriptures, but but I know faith, but I have faith, so I can talk about that. And I can talk about friendships, and I can talk about funny stuff and laughs, so just know I'm only talking about what I know about. So this is Talk with Kenny Couture. Thank you. Have a good night.